Yeah, I've seen. I see it in my group. I see it in various other groups where yeah. you're so pulled in by the numbers. As long as numbers motivate you and get you up and going and drive you, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the downside to it is that sometimes it just pulls yeah. you down and takes you away from your game and yeah. uh, can completely put you off. Yeah. So having that clarity and, and you know understanding the fine line between motivation and yeah. <laughs> going the other way around yeah. uh, would help. One woman and one man and mm-hmm. was tagged as spokeswoman. I just took the same thing and applied it here, mm-hmm. and I just called it the spokeswoman group. Yeah. And I created this WhatsApp group with about 10, 11 friends. Right. And I shared the WhatsApp link with saying that if there are women keen to write, you can ask them to join this group. Yeah. Within 24 day, 24 hours, I had 55 women join the group. Awesome. Within 48 hours, it was 78 plus. <laughs> I mean, I was mind blown. I didn't know what to do because yeah. obviously I had not anticipated this, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I don't know what to do because <laughs> there is no way we can manage. Encouragement that you get is exactly the same you would get if you won a race or you do a brevet, etc. Because yeah, yeah. each one of it is an accomplishment in itself. Right. And uh, the women do make time to kind of help. So even if you're a brevet rider, you will still support someone who's doing a 20-kilometer ride. There is no sense of okay, this is too less, this is yeah. too much. Yeah. And that I think is what has helped it grow. Yeah. And a lot of addressing a lot of problems or questions that you might be reluctant to ask in an extra group, like. Yeah. I'm having my periods. What do I do? Yeah. Uh, I have this kind of pain. This hurts. That hurts. This kind of things which you might not discuss in an open forum. Here can be easily asked. I am Baiki Benki, and this is the Working Athlete Podcast. Here, I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips. time management and lifestyle advice if this is something that interests you please consider subscribing to the channel either on youtube or on your favorite podcasting app today's guest is a mom for two teenage daughters and she has also done crazy things like riding 20 centuries in a month among other things but what makes me very impressed by her is that she has started something of a club for women in bangalore an exclusive women cycling club called spokeswoman so you can say that she is a chief spokeswoman for spokeswoman avidya so welcome to the working athlete podcast Thank you so much, Venki, for having me over. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, when did you start cycling? When did? You... Um. Well, of course. I mean, I'm not counting the cycling that I did in my childhood days. Mm. Uh, I think it was in 2015 that I got the first cycle. Uh, it was actually started with get trying to do some fitness-related thing in 2014, and uh, you know there was an apartment complex, and I joined the running group there. and a few of my friends from that group started uh, attempting triathlons so i picked up the cycle in 2015 but those were more you know just riding within the apartment complex trying to do even 10 20 was like a big distance in those days right 
And in 2016, I attempted the Tunnu Triathlon and I realized that of all the three legs, I enjoyed cycling the most. So, okay. actually started riding a lot in 2016. Okay. So, you, but you started this, uh, say, endurance journey or with running? With running, yes. Okay. That, so, when was this? That was in 2014. I was turning 40 and I was like, okay, okay I have to do something. Yeah. And a friend of mine said, hey, you know, this is Bhagalita Bhag group. Uh, yeah. Let's just join. And I'm like, I can't run. But okay, we'll try something new anyway, turning 40. So <laughs> in June of 2014, I started uh, running. End of that year, I ran two half marathons and I used to really struggle. I'm like, I don't think this is there. I mean, but still kept trying. And then, as I said, in 2015, I picked up my first hybrid bike and did, started doing a little bit of cycling. And uh, there was a gentleman by the name, I mean, you, you know him, Anil Katsur. I started going yeah, there for I mean, strength training uh-huh. for the triathlons. Okay. And he would keep telling me, you know, that Vidya, I think you should cycle more. You you know, you're more natural in <laughs> cycling. And I'm like, no, 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 I have to run. But as I said, once I attempted the Tunu try, I realized, you know, I should just try more of cycling. Hmm. So by end of 2016 is when I started doing a lot more of riding and right. tapered so, down the runs kind of okay. thing. Okay. So Anil has a big say in your cycle. He has also. he's been a big influence in my life because <clears throat> he and Archana Shishigari actually, I should say both of them together, because they used to do a lot of rides. And uh, slowly I started going with them. We started, uh, you know, I joined them in doing hill climbs. We would drive to Elegiri, to Erka, to Kulli Hills and Uti, etc. And it's just there are two people I find that who just absolutely love cycling. You know, when you're with them, it's like just sheer joy. Right. And that was like a big influence in my life, how much they enjoyed. And even though in the beginning of doing climbs, I remember we going to Paswan Betta and I was like, I am going to die. Like my cycle was going left, it was going right. And I told them both of you just go like there, you reach, they reach a hill and they just race to the top. Then they come down for me and then they ride up back with me. That is how it started. And it was just pure suffering in the beginning. But then I slowly kind of got into the groove and started enjoying. So, yeah, I give a huge credit to Anil for having brought that influence in my life. Awesome. So, yeah, Anil is such a, you know, pocket rocket. They bundle of energy in a very, very sm- tiny absolutely, package. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, if we, uh, maybe his uh, beard hair is heavier <laughs> than him. <laughs> right now, yes, that is. But in those days when we started, he was completely clean shaven. He used to look like a very small boy. Yeah. But yeah, we were a big group of us who used to go to him first and training. And yeah. it was, we, we still have a very good relationship. You know, anytime there are rides, yeah. they call. Yeah. There's no way you'll say no. It's just fun. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. And Archana is also Archana is an very amazing, yeah. amazing rider. I mean, she's such a naturally gifted rider. Mm. And I remember, you know, we were sitting and having a cup of coffee in my years post-training and I was I was shifting out of South Bangalore and Archana was getting married. And they're yeah. like, we will not have this time together. Let's just do a long ride. Yeah. Randomly, Bangalore <laughs> it was like that. I was like, okay, let's go. And so May, I was shifting and we went in the month of April. It wow. was the craziest idea to do this. And the longest I had ride I had done before that was a 200. 
<laughs> so there was no way this entire thought even made sense but it was just that we knew that we would not get those rides back uh, with the new changes happening so we just went and it was just the most craziest thing i have done in my life but also the most amazing so and they just don't tire like we will never stop because either one of them is tired it's always me and i'm like let can we just take a break here can we rest here but yeah, yeah that was uh, quite a remarkable journey that how many days did you guys we had planned for three and a half days but the first day we started riding i have a screenshot you know it was like 46 degrees <laughs> and i'm like and then you are the tarmac heat of the chennai highway right right no trees there were no trees in the entire highway yeah. and at one point archana and i actually sat down under a water tanker because we just <laughs> wanted some shade and uh, it we just could not ride that tarmac heat and this yeah, thing yeah, it just yeah. felt like an oven Yeah. So we kind of made a change in plan. Instead of riding through the day, we rode through the night, and between eleven and three or something, we would stop somewhere and mm-hmm. take some rest. So it became four and a half days. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, we typically uh, see um, you know dogs and animals <laughs> resting <laughs> under the vehicles. <laughs> so, and we often use the expression "suffering like a dog." Yes, that was <laughs> well, very like literally. That. <laughs> it was crazy, and then. You know, people randomly ask, "Are you guys participating in a race?" I mean, there must be some reason you're doing this. No, purely <laughs> by choice, we are suffering. <laughs> But uh, it was a good journey. Every hundred kilometers, we would stop. Give it as long as right. We have to do a group hug. You know, <laughs> somehow we reached, and for that last leg of that Kanyakumari windmills was, it was in the middle of the night. Okay, there were no lights, uh-huh. and. Because I'm from Kerala, I've gone to Kanyakumari so many times. I've crossed that stretch so many times. Okay, but in the middle of the night on a two-wheeler on a cycle, you know, it's so scary because you hear that whoosh, whoosh, that thing going, and you just feel it so close to you. And uh, I, uh, by that time, our battery lights have drained out. Okay, three or unless anyway doesn't use lights. Yeah. Nachana, between her and me, we had like one light working. and then we both looking at let's look back as anil flown off in the wind you know it's like so windy <laughs> like yeah. but yeah it was quite an incredible ride i oh. never want to do that again though <laughs> <laughs> at least not in summer yeah, not in summer <laughs> but how uh, what was the distance it's 686 is what it was travel yeah okay okay ah, not bad for a long first long first ride. long ride I mean, yeah I have, I have never done anything like that. <laughs> the longest I have done, I think, in a day was like what, two fifty. Okay. That was in back in the day. That was the first and last brevi I did. Ajay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. that was crazy. <clears throat> so, but after you did that, you uh, did something uh, from uh, some more long uh, distance rides, right? So. Post that, I mean, um, I told Anil I would like to start breves, and mm. I started doing the two hundreds. Um, the first two hundred breve was Nandi again, as I remember. Okay, starting there. Why would you choose Nandi as your first breve? I'm like because that was the first thing coming up, and uh, one of my co-riders again used to train at Anil. You know, he just said that she wants to attempt the breve. 
and that time I had no clue. Like I didn't know how to read maps. I didn't know how to load routes, nothing. Just show up and follow Sunil was my <laughs> instruction. So we started with the 200. And then uh, that that year I said, no, I, this is not, I'm not ready to do longer distances. So I st- did my regular rides. The next season is when I attempted uh, the SR series. Okay. Again, I started with the 200. Then I did the 300. Uh, this was in 2018. 2018-19 season, okay. yes. Mm. Um, then I did the 600, which uh, was kind of a learning for me. And I I attempted, I did the Madurai Kanyakumari. I never thought I'd be riding to Kanyakumari again, <laughs> but I drove to Madurai to do a Madurai Kanyakumari 600 ride. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a disaster. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Sorry, I was riding with two guys uh, who were very seasoned riders at that point of time. Mm. But we had, we kind of had a small accident, not accident, kind of a bus came very fast and two of us hit each other. And my co-riders cycle came and hit my disc and my disc was bent. And this is at 185 kilometers in a 600 kilometer. We lost three hours and trying to fix that disc, disc, uh, you know, and straighten it. We tried, we pulled over to a shop, they hammered it, got it straight. I had to pedal even downhill. It was so bad. It was kept getting wow. stuck. Then at 250 kilometer, we had a pit stop like in the middle of the night and the organizers were there and I'm like, I cannot ride this bike. Mm. So a group of them got together. They took the disc from the front from the front wheel and put it in the rear and I rode the remaining distance without front brakes. Okay. <laughs> and you can imagine after losing like three, five hours and doing all this, now we are like really constrained on time. So right. we are riding at whatever speed we can manage without me having front brakes. Okay. We just reached in the nick of time. Like I think 40 hours is exactly I reached there. Wow. And I'm like, I am never doing this again <laughs> unless I have like good amount of buffer and I manage yeah. my time. I'm not doing any distance. So I completely stopped doing anything more than a 200 after that. Okay. Okay. The next 600 I attempted, I finished in like 31 hours and changed. So I'm like, now I said, okay. So you have done it again. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. No, I said, I not do this again with like murmur ke, like uh, in the nick of time. It's so much of stress and okay. it's not fun, right? right yeah. The whole idea is you're doing it and there's a sense of yeah. fun and purpose. If you're riding with so much of stress, there's no joy in it. Yeah. And then post K2K, because, uh, you know, I didn't quite a bit. I was in a uh, fit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I felt ready to do the 600. Yeah. So that's when I did. I rode with a couple of co-riders I ride well with. So mm-hmm. it was fun. Okay. Post K2K, you said. So what, what uh, uh, was that? That was, <laughs> that yeah. was another uh, good journey. Mm-hmm. Um, K2K is? Uh, it's not... Uh, I mean, I know uh, K2K typically is associated with Kashmir to Kanyakumari. So there was a group of riders who had already done Kashmir to Kanyakumari and they were planning to do uh, East Coast to West Coast. So this was Kutch Gujarat to Kamrup Assam. Okay. And uh, we're about uh, 11 riders. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hmm. they had reached out to Grinchina Karthik, who was one of the riders in Bangalore. Hmm. And then uh, she kind of gave my name. They spoke to us. So we were 11 riders, mm-hmm. two women and nine men. So across two India. men are you Two women and, and uh, nine men. Uh-huh. So Grinny and I were the two female, women riders. Okay. And the remaining nine riders were mostly all, almost all of them were from the original K2K 
uh, trip. Okay. They were okay. from different parts of India. Mm-hmm. So we all met in Chennai because mm-hmm. Lions Club Chennai was sponsoring the entire uh, event, right. the entire ride. Mm-hmm. Then we all flew to Gujarat. We started it in Kutch and we rode uh, across the breadth of India from Kutch to Assam. Okay. What was the distance? It was 3,200 okay. uh, done over 20 days with one day rest. So 21 days. Mm-hmm. We had a one day break at Lucknow on okay. the 14th day, mm-hmm. which is a rest day. So that was uh, incredible. I mean, that was like, a, and I'm, I come from an armed forces background, so I've traveled all over India. Okay. But, you know, traveling on a bike and just seeing the change in landscape, you see the people, you see the dressing, you see the food, and you see the hospitality. These are such, uh, you know, find things that you will not notice when you're driving in a car because yeah. typically when you're going in a car, your objective is always to reach the destination in the fastest, <laughs> shortest possible yeah. time. Yeah. But you don't do that when you're on a cycle. You actually get to see how it changes, how you go, you know, when you move from Rajasthan, uh, then you go to Bihar. And, you know, a lot of these riders had not been to Bihar. I, of course, had been to Bihar and stayed there. So I knew it, but it was... The fear is that you are we have to be careful on the road, we have to watch out. And they were just blown away by the hospitality of the Biharis. They yeah. would just feed you. You yeah. sit there, they will just keep feeding and feeding and feeding, you know. And it's beautiful just to ride to Bihar. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of an experience when you're actually going through India, you realize just the beauty of it and how the dresses change, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the landscape, everything. It was just a very, very nice journey. Awesome. When you say uh, armed uh, forces background, my father is, okay. uh, is a retired army officer. Okay. So you know, coming from that background, every two right. and a half you years, have, yeah, we yeah. shifted. Yeah. So like that, uh, my entire childhood was spent traveling okay. Okay. across India. Every two two and a half years, we moved. Right. So traveling is very ingrained in mm. me. You know, it yeah. comes very naturally. Yeah. But this kind of traveling was different. Yeah. So, but you are working as that, right? So, during that time, that longer break. So, that point of time, I actually was working um, in 2015 was my last uh, job. I was working with Simply Learn. Uh And then I uh, quit the job to start my own company. So, I was running a cycle touring company called Handlebars. Oh, okay. So I had the flexibility at that point of okay. time to not, I didn't have to take time off from work. Mm-hmm. The only thing that happened is it was a year my daughter, uh, it was in the month of November. Okay. And it was in the middle when my daughter would have turned 16. Okay. So actually when Grinny called me, I was sitting in the kitchen and talking to her and I'm like, are you mad? How can you just take off for 25 days in the middle of the month? That's too long a time. I don't think I can do it. Uh, but sounds interesting. So I was having this entire conversation and my daughter was watching TV. And she's like, uh, what was that about? I'm like, no, no, there's a strip happening like this. And, uh, you know, and she was like, but mama, you must do it. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm like, but yeah, it's your birthday. She's like, I'm in the middle of 10th board exams. I'm not going to be doing anything at all. But this sounds like really you should do it. And, you know, and I'm okay, does does sound interesting if, you know, the girls are old enough and, they were pretty supportive so then I spoke to my husband and I said this is like this and they're quite a supportive family you know they're mm, like yeah this is go just do it so and <laughs> if, if your daughter was uh, you know was eavesdropping and then they said you should do it Correct. You know, yeah, yeah that is that, that's, that, uh, that that kind of gave me because initially anyone you say you know 25 days and you're like 
how can you just take a pick off 25 days for doing your own ride yeah. it sounds quite bizarre so that was my initial reaction mm. but once a girl started saying no it does this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity and it's completely paid for it's a sponsored event i mean yeah something like this otherwise would cost you money if you're doing it on yeah. your own right? right so they're like you should do it and then i then i started thinking and i'm like okay perhaps i should yeah. i'm so glad i did it i know yeah. so it was like yeah yeah you you would have made a lot of memories right absolutely and wonderful people i met you know mm. i've made friends i know will be with me for life like yeah. very incredible riders and good human beings mm. so but a ride that long 3200 mm-hmm. kilometers would uh, mean riding day in and day out for longer so it's distances. averages to about about 150 160 kilometers yeah. per day the certain days we were doing 200 and certain days we were doing like less than 100 couple mm. of days were less than 100 mm. the challenging part was actually not the riding because if you look at it uh, mm. all of us only thing we're doing is riding so we're okay. not worrying about food we're not worrying about putting clothes for wash managing children house or nothing there's yeah. no work nothing right. the only thing you're doing is riding yeah. so i and these uh, you know riders who had done k2k earlier had told me that it's the, riding is not the hard part hmm. what happens is that because you're sponsored you have to do x number of stops every day because all the lions club along the breadth of india now have to felicitate you right uh. you are you have to stop you have to, you're bound by that yeah. so you're doing that your ideally you would want to start very early but you some there were certain days you started at 10 11 because there were three lines clubs and mm. you're making stops there and there are speeches and there is photography happening there's press happening so there were certain days it would just start at like 7 in the morning and end at 8 9 in the night Yeah. that just became exhausting because then you have to go you have to wash your clothes yeah. you need to clean your bike yeah. so that thing sometimes would just get a little bit of tiring some okay and because yeah <clears throat> even for uh, tour de france riders the yellow jersey the toughest part uh-huh. for them is the uh, press commitments and all that right? <laughs> <laughs> so the sponsors commitment yes is, exactly it is hard okay so you had that pro experience <laughs> <laughs> but it's also incredible because they're they're just you know they were so mesmerized and they were so welcoming that you can't say anything you are just overwhelmed you know they would certain places and depends on which state you are in they'll put pagri on you or you know uh there were special caps that they have in the state or they'll put a shawl and children would come to me do you went to schools etc mm. so that way it's just uh, you know to get that kind of love you would never have access to that kind of uh, yeah. support and you know love from people so you know, no complaints it was just i was saying that that just became the tiring part of it because you couldn't manage yeah you had to do it in between the all this yeah but yeah it was uh, good to see that awesome, side awesome 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 and uh, post that you were in a good shape and you did, you said you did another i did the yeah, so i came back in november and i did the 600 durga prm mm-hmm. in december okay so that that felt good i i was in good shape i felt good durga prm yes uh, 600 it's <clears throat> durga we okay. was like a 600 mm-hmm. kilometer right okay that was good then i did the 300 in january mm-hmm. um that covid happened in march <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah covid covid played havoc yes yeah. Yeah. but post covid 
as in i don't know if we are post covid yet, yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we managed to go to tour of goa uh, last month and uh, this was your first tour of goa right yes. uh, so how was that experience uh so we the entire objective was um, i was actually signed up for tour of malnad a week before that mm-hmm. but because of my work commitments i could not um, go for it mm-hmm. so i was sitting very disappointed saying that i was all set to do a tour and a friend of mine uh, tejaswini she she said you know let's go for tour of goa and i'm like but the registrations are closed but anyway we, yeah. we were able to get find two spots in yeah. goa So and our objective was just to go to Goa and have fun. I think that objective was met. Mm. Um and you know we got to meet a lot of new riders. Of course, you know the entire Bangalore you yeah. come from Bangalore was there. Yeah. So a sense of familiarity was always there. The Spectrum yeah. team was there, team bros were there yeah. and a lot of other individual riders as well. So yeah. from that perspective, you know, uh, there was it didn't feel like we have gone to meet completely like a new tour yeah. it was like a bangalore bunch has gone to <laughs> do a tour of goa yeah. but we did meet couple of new riders and uh, yeah. you know it was fun so we had yeah. fun game yeah i mean back. we we had a large contingent um, uh, last year a bunch of us went i think 15 of us or something Achha, okay. and um, uh, that kind of spurred lot more interest uh, this year correct correct uh, yeah. because once they uh, saw the blog post there were pictures <laughs> and videos from and last goa. year and it's goa <laughs> correct and uh, the distances are not huge correct, and there yeah. seems to be people coming back from there uh, gave a lot of positive <laughs> feedback uh, saying oh it was so much fun and right. all that and so that's a lot huge interest correct. and also this was the nothing was happening in 2020 correct right? and i think everyone just needed Some, some you know everyone was dying to get out, out i guess so correct, yeah. it was perfect yeah. that, that way so i think now this year i think 25 or some people were from bangalore correct <laughs> the overall like out of uh, 48 50 correct. people like half Balcom of them were like from bangalore, bangalore so it was it was a lot of fun and we see we saw quite a few local riders there correct. and from other places as well um so the you you were forced to kind of participate in race <laughs> yes. uh, yeah how so was that experience? we were uh, so we had no plans uh, because i thought typically in a tour the competitive segments are optional yeah and so we had just gone with the idea to chill and ride but what happened is that uh, as a part of the entire uh, tour they split us into teams and each riders <laughs> time kind of started adding up to the team uh, timing yeah. that kind of forced us to uh, participate in the competitive segments the first day i was kind of no it's okay let's chill mm. and halfway through i think the first was like a 6 km segment yeah, yeah yeah and the first two was just riding and i'm like you know what end of the day they're going to announce the results and we are going to be so third <laughs> km i just picked up pace and you know somehow just managed yeah second and third day okay i tried to put in my effort yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was fun i mean you know yeah. it was a smaller group <laughs> so that so now that you know that racing is fun are we going to <laughs> see more I, of... <laughs> i'm not sold on see i my concern is not i mean i don't have a problem with racing at all i think yeah. it's super fun to watch and all that yeah. my problem is i really don't train formally right yeah. i don't i don't measure anything mm. i 
don't have a power meter once in a while you know my if i remember to put my cadence sensor it's there yeah. uh, my heart rate is like <laughs> like bizarre okay if you look at my heart rate you will not ride then so i don't measure anything at all i just mm. take the cycle and i ride yeah uh, and i think racing just requires you to have a different mindset you need okay. to be a little more structured in how you approach it mm. you have a plan about how you go about it right and i don't have anything in place so mm. i feel that i don't do justice to it so if mm. i do something i like to do it well i like mm. to be prepared for it mm. and since i don't do anything any of that i feel that going into something just for the sake of doing it mm. is not doing justice to it because right. there are people who train mm. and come for it mm. having said that yeah i mean i did attempt one last year mm. and that was uh, like as i said which was which yeah. was the bbch itt last year okay. in september which yeah. got postponed because of covid the right, march right, one got yeah. pushed to i think september october correct, correct, yeah. and we had all registered for the march events mm. we automatically got yeah so that was the first actually race that i had participated mm-hmm. in so it was fun <laughs> and it was fun i did it that's all i i showed trying, up at the start line <laughs> i'm trying to put the words in your mouth <laughs> yes accept that it is fun racing is fun <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i reached the start point i came for it yeah. i did it so that's uh, i'll keep that as a starting point for now <laughs> so that's good that's good yeah, i mean uh, you have to do what you enjoy doing correct it's yeah. no fun if it is if you are uh, if racing is putting stress on you or you know mentally or physically then and you are not enjoying it then there is no point yeah, but there is a uh, you know there is a large uh, portion of our, you know the crowd including me and stuff who enjoy that correct process. i so, see yeah, that yeah, i see yeah. that and i so that that's completely fine there is uh, no there, there is a thought process where they say brevets are brevets are you know useless and racing is uh, for snobs and all that but i don't subscribe to that so you got to do what you enjoy right, doing yeah. right so if uh, long rides are just riding for the fun of it or, or brevets or whatever floats your boat absolutely it. yeah. so it's not like i do a lot of breves either so mm-hmm. if you look at my entire riding history mm-hmm. um i have done just one sr that's mm-hmm. it i mostly to 200 i stick right. to that because i can come back home at a reasonable hour and mm-hmm. close it yeah i like long distance but <clears throat> i don't necessarily do a lot of breves i just right. do every now and then just to you know be a part of the community and just yeah. get get myself just to see i can do it yeah and then when i do i set it with certain targets in mind okay let me see how well i have progressed etc etc like yeah. that mm-hmm. but otherwise what i really enjoy most are my regular rides yeah. and i enjoy touring mm-hmm. so when i try to do more of that mm-hmm. so even if you see my distance the number of kilometers that have come in from breves is minuscule it's yeah. hardly there so yeah when when talk about regular riding you uh, the what is that pandemic the lockdown and mm-hmm. everything has uh, dry, driven most of us crazy and i think it did a number on you as well because <laughs> you you did something like uh, what 2600s in a month or something yes, what was did. that about so uh, while the pandemic came I in it did drive a lot of us nuts one thing it did was um, 
it actually brought a lot of structure during those three months that we were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, of course, had to do the cooking, cleaning, everything. Besides that, there was a time I set apart to do my strength training, which was a great outcome of that uh, thing is that because of uh, the lockdown, we were forced so much to be at home. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that almost an hour and a half, two hours between, and I don't own a trainer, so mm-hmm. I couldn't ride at all. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of time in my hands. Right. So I started uh, doing strength training and uh, yoga, etc. And I felt quite fit at that point of time. And right. then when things started opening up, uh, because there were a lot of safety kind of questions and you didn't want to be out for too long or be away from the city, I started riding within the city mm. and there was zero traffic. So it was like a lot of fun. Right. It was beautiful. Like yeah. I have fabulous pictures from this one and a half, two months I was riding. Mm-hmm. Then uh, June just happens to be month of my birthday. Oh. And uh, I was, and we were not doing any events. There was nothing that was like, you know, I had looked planned for the immediate future. And I was just sitting and talking to my children. I was like, you know what? Uh, I think it was in 2015 or 16 um, when I was training with Anil. Mm-hmm. There was, again, I think it was in the month of June that he did 30 consecutive hundreds. Right. And at that point of time, it was so mind-boggling. I was like, how can one do like that, right? Yeah. So I'm like, and I had uh, prior to the June already done about 10 into 10 days of 100 consecutive days of riding. I had already done it three, four times. Right. Okay? So I knew up to 10 days I can... So like- 10 consecutive uh, con- hundred, consecutive hundred. Okay, yeah. just randomly I had done yeah, because I'm just yeah. testing my endurance mm-hmm. and you know and that it was not for a challenge or something it was just yeah on my own I had done it right. so I knew that till 10 days I'm good I don't right. have so I told the children that you know okay maybe I'll do I'll do 15 days in a row and I'll see how it feels yeah. so I started seven days and what happens is on the seventh day it was my sister-in-law's baby shower mm-hmm. And so obviously I could not ride that day. So I'm like, okay, I have a break on the seventh day. So let me change it. And I'll see that I'll ride Monday to Saturday and I'll take rest on Sundays. Okay. And I said, I'll do it for two weeks and see if I feel good. I'll continue. If not, I'll stop. It's all self-driven. There's nothing that I'm doing. So it just happened in the flow that Monday to Saturday, I would do a hundred and I would rest on Sunday and recover. And the entire month of June, I ended up riding 2600s. That's how that came about. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. Purely organic. Nothing. It was just in the spur of a moment. Like I thought about it. But still, you were able to do uh, well. It's a testament to your endurance and uh, (laughs) uh, this mental strength also, right? You can can, uh, get to a stage where... You are at a point, uh, should we? <laughs> yeah, there were certain days because yeah. it was a rainy month, that mm-hmm. particular month. So there were there were a couple of days where I just couldn't ride in the morning because it was raining. Yeah. And then once it becomes 10, 11 to start a 100 kilometer ride, yeah. it just feels at uh, it, you know. But a couple of friends would reach out. It's okay with you. Come, I'll ride with you. So, yeah. you know, I know one day Rahul reached out and I did South Bangalore loop with him. It was mm-hmm. later part of the day. Yeah. So there are days like that where you're just thinking, ah, just let it be. What's yeah. the big deal? Who's going to start riding at 10, 11 in the morning? And, you know, yeah. so yeah, there were certain days where I just felt I'll leave it. But then you're so close to it. And you're like, it's okay. There's some company, then it's fun. You know, you're riding, yeah. we're having coffee, we're chit-chatting, taking pictures and somehow get through that, you know, <laughs> day. Certain days were more of a drag than the others. Right. If I start at like 5.45, 6, then I'm good. There is no, yeah. uh, you know, you'll finish it off and come. 
it's the days when that that doesn't start there are all these mental games start you know like should i should yeah. i leave it and <laughs> like so you also talked about uh, you that you enjoy touring so what sort of touring do you do so as i said you know when uh, when i did the bangalore kanyakumari ride is when i thought of like you know what this is a nice way to explore mm. and then as i mentioned i used to go with anlanachna for mm. these uh, hill rides and mm. stuff like that and i really thought it's a fun way of exploring because you know you you slow down and you see things right. so when i in 2015 i uh, i mean i gave up my job and i was my husband kind of pushed me and he says why don't you start something of your own yeah. and i was like i'm i don't come from an entrepreneurial background at all like right. you know very traditional we want to work and come back home and get your salary in the first of the month yeah. and he's like when you work you work like you own the company you know yeah. <laughs> you know so why don't you put that effort into so in 2016 i came up with a business plan which kind of took all my interest to cycling i like traveling i like organizing events i'm very people oriented and stuff like that so it was a very broad business plan but at that year i also shifted from south bangalore which was my comfort zone mm. to marathali mm. where i didn't know anyone and the retail spacing pricing was just too expensive to put my entire business plan into action so i took one vertical of that which was a touring thing mm-hmm. and uh, started doing tours with people so okay. i started going to thailand to sri lanka went to bali so i did that for a couple of years but um, you know it's difficult because you know make time off from the family right. etc and i really don't like making money out of cycling <laughs> so like my husband says that is not how business works you know and i'm like i hate asking people for money you just come with me for the tour <laughs> and i'm like that's not going to work <laughs> you know so in 2019 20 i just said okay i'm like you need to stop this <laughs> let me just okay. do cycling for fun and okay. i had started this group called spokes women which also kind of took off and yeah. i was enjoying more that that more yeah. than doing a business out of it so okay yeah the spokeswoman is you know when i kind of uh, noticed you and uh, you know i i i i can say that you know when i saw that uh, you know group of women mm-hmm. and uh, you behind them i honestly can say that i became a fan of you <laughs> so because this you know over the years right through the last 10 years that mm-hmm. i was in bangalore i have seen many women mm-hmm. uh, who would reach out to me or you know friends are uh, looking for company right okay. and um, i i can't uh, say you know uh, ask them to join me or others because typically the paces won't match and they were not Big comfortable yeah. also right especially in the beginning correct but um, you know when i saw that okay there is a kind of group that is going together correct. and someone is driving it i was like wow this is this okay. is awesome <laughs> this is awesome and i i kind of reached out to you and appreciated uh, you know online and stuff but <clears throat> what you know what started that idea what uh, so spokeswoman was purely incidental like it was mm-hmm. not a planned thing mm-hmm. as you said uh, once i shifted out to marathali and i didn't know a single soul mm-hmm. and for 3 4 months i was just sitting at home 
not riding because I'm so used to riding with Anil and friends mm. that suddenly I was in a place where I didn't have company and I was not riding at all. Mm. Then after four, five months, I got really, you know, bugged and I'm like, I got to get out and ride. Yeah. So I started, you know, charting out Google Maps. I would stop, you know, just started riding. Yeah. And uh, what happened is that as I started riding, you know, people in Strava started connecting and they yeah. said, okay, you're going here, we'll join you. And I yeah. started making a lot of uh, friends. Yeah. And uh, I think what happened is that, in, and you know, we take a lot of pictures during rides. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what would happen is that there will be like a huge bunch and I'll be like the sole woman there. Yeah. So a lot of people started reaching out to me through Strava and Facebook Messenger saying that, you know, you are, we see you ride a lot. We are new to riding. Can you ride with us? And things like that. And um, I went for a couple of rides with them. But mm. then I found that it's very difficult for one person to kind of help so many because right. they're geographically so divided in yeah. Bangalore. So I just thought, you know what, uh, there are women who are keen to ride. Mm. So I reached out to my entire group in uh, South Bangalore, where I was earlier staying. And right. I said, you know what, there are a lot of women riders and uh, they're keen to ride, but obviously I can't ride with them. So there are some South Bangalore girls. Would you be open to riding with them? Mm. Then I reached out to the girls who were in Malaysia, et cetera, et cetera, people I knew. Right. And I said, I'll just form a WhatsApp group. And, you know, when I find someone, we'll add them and we can take them on rides. Right. They were all very enthusiastic and said, sure, sure, we'll do yeah. that. And spokesperson was um, like I had created two creatives, one woman and one man, and it mm. was tagged as spokeswoman. I just took the same thing and applied it here. Mm. And I just called it the spokeswoman group. Yeah. And I created this WhatsApp group with about 10, 11 friends. Right. And I shared the WhatsApp link that's saying that if there are women keen to write and you can ask them to join this group. Yeah. Within 24, day, 24 hours, I had 55 women join the group. Awesome. Within 48 hours, it was 78 plus. <laughs> I mean, I was mind blown. I didn't know what to do because yeah. obviously I had not anticipated this, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I don't know what to do because <laughs> there is no way we can manage. Yeah. But uh, frankly, even though there were large numbers, there were very, it was a very small percentage of women who were actually riding. Mm. And then slowly kind of, you know, because I didn't know it was just, as I said, right. it was just... Uh, just happened on the spur of the moment kind of mm. a thing then we tried to create a google form where people would put their places etc etc mm. and slowly just started putting group rides on weekends right and then of course you know people started associating the logo with the name and started coming out on rides yeah so that's how it's grown the good thing is that it's been the women who have come in have been incredible like each one of them right in their own capacity in their own abilities have brought so much richness to the group and it's a very very encouraging group and right. what's happened is that it's addressed a lot of problems that women would be very reluctant to ask in a mixed group yeah so there are you know and you see other women who are exactly like you you know right. you're oh, and we have ranges from like 20 year olds to 50 year olds who are there in the group right. and you find them that they are very similar to you they are working they have families to manage yeah. they have constraints time constraints because you know cycling is a very time consuming sport unlike sure. a running or a swimming which can be done within an hour and you say okay i'll get back home to my things cycling actually is a sport where you need the support of your family right. so how this community has helped is that it uh, kind of has given you the confidence that if they can do it we can somehow manage Right. And slowly they have made the time and the effort to build it in into it. And they in turn have encouraged other women in their reach to do the same. Right. 
and there is not it's not it's not it's because it's a very supportive thing you know mm. so you know no even if you ride like a 5 to 10 kilometer ride yeah. the encouragement that you get is exactly the same you would get if you want a race or you do a brave etc yeah. yeah. because each one of it is an accomplishment in itself right and uh, the women do make time to kind of help so even if you're a brave rider you still support someone who's doing a 20 kilometer ride there is no sense of okay this is too less this is yeah. too much yeah. and that i think is what has helped it grow Yeah. and a lot of addressing a lot of problems or questions that you might be reluctant to ask in an ex group like yeah. i'm having my periods what do i do yeah. uh, i have this kind of pain this hurts that hurts just kind of things which you might not discuss in an open forum you can be easily asked right, right? and yeah. you will get 100 other options how to deal with it etc yeah so in a way that has really kind of brought these women together yeah and then we try to do like a meet up ride once mm-hmm. in two months mm-hmm. where we all meet up for cabin for yeah. taking pictures and for eating food that is the only objective <laughs> and then it puts a face to the names yeah. and then once you have that connect yeah then it's more personal right absolutely so that's how i think that this community has really grown and now i find i'm very i feel very blessed to be a part of it no definitely i i think that's uh, that's your biggest achievement so far um you know even considering uh, k2k and all <laughs> that because it it puts a lot you know it gives um, a lot of women a sense of belonging right um the other day i was talking to prachi uh, you know and okay. and she was like uh, we were discussing about spokeswomen and how it kind of gives a, a sense of belonging okay. and someone you can identify with and reach right. out and ride with right. and stuff yeah. so that is really important right i think <clears throat> uh women uh, exclusive women cycling club i can <laughs> I, i would say is what uh, spokeswoman is and uh, i i um, hope that it will grow further and Thank further <laughs> and um, there would be a racing wing <laughs> <laughs> we have actually created yeah. a small so last year uh, i think when bbch was planning races and they were saying like okay the brave community is growing yeah uh, i'm not sure that if you're aware but in the earlier brave days we would have like two three women correct and uh, this time we had about 30 plus women joining the 200 so it's like wow. numbers and it's largest number ever seen in india like for one brave 30 plus numbers coming in yeah, yeah. so um, you know bbch was also had you know promise had said that let's get women into racing so we formed a small group called race kare right um that was all that happened in january and that's how we all ended up signing up for the bbch in march right. but then you know covid yeah. happened so that's gone yeah that kind of just died a natural death right. but this year we are saying that uh, let's whether we train or not whether we are all in for racing or not let's just go in numbers mm. and let's just be there let's make a presence felt let's get there maybe out of this even if two or three actually develop an interest in racing and move on that's a contribution itself so Definitely. let's so that's how we have started coming uh, for races and yeah. i said let's be there and it takes only a cycle or two right so like last in october september october when it happened again 31 women registered yeah. only 18 showed up but right. the fact still... is that they have put their names out there yeah. and not necessarily they're all from spokeswomen they right. were from all walks of you know yeah. different types of groups and uh, i know tri blr had some and yeah. a lot of cycling groups are coming up so right. i'm not necessarily saying they were all from spokeswomen right. but it's just that having a big number showing up yeah. and the other thing is that 
you know, the podium finishers, you need to have a minimum number for all three podium finishers to get their medals. And that would not happen because the number of women showing up for the event didn't pass that threshold. I'm like, that is not acceptable. We have to have that minimum number out there. So whoever wins first, second, third deserves that medal, you know? So let's just get there. Let's if we, if we add to those numbers. You right, know? right. So I think that's where the thought process is right now. Mm. And uh, I did connect a lot of the women who are actually keen to train. Yeah. You know, I, I think I reached out to you. I reached out to the banker and I said, yeah. I'll share their numbers. Mm. And depending on how much they want to spend in terms of effort, time, money, you know, right. they can decide. Yeah. But I did give them options and I connected them and yeah. some of them did start. But as yeah. I said, COVID happened. It's just mm. kind of threw everyone's plans out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that structure will come slowly in place. Right yeah. now, the objective is just to show up there and, you know, absolutely develop that interest and just be around, just look at the... The only thing is it's a very niche community and mm. it's a very intimidating community. Right. So, like, I remember coming in for the first few races and just feeling out of place. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a... I don't know if it's close knit, but there is a sense of uh, it's, it's yeah. There it. is so the, um, the yes, fun, uh, you know, good th- that you b- brought it up because uh, you know when you turn up at a race, mm-hmm. right? What happens is uh, everyone is like keyed up for Correct. performance, like mm, wound up. Right, like, right. It is. So if you if you notice, some of uh, us would be. Um, getting there to the start line say for an ITT getting there to the start line with a train without trainers to warm up okay. okay some of us would ride there and use that as warm up but some of us would arrive there with trainers uh, set up and then put uh, some <laughs> ear, some headphones on and focused on warm up and staying in the zone correct, and, correct. and all this is for them to stay focused and right. focus and give everything for the performance. But what it does as a side effect is that you're not very social. <laughs> <laughs> not, I know. So I, I'm not even uh, critiquing this thing. I'm no, just no, saying no. as an outsider. No, no. Uh, that, that, is, that is an absolute uh, yeah. you know, valid point. And you are not very social. And recently when I was talking to Rohan, you know, people... Uh-huh. It, I, that actually that clarity came to me boy. yeah at the start of a race i mean start of a race <laughs> not it get. can be quite intimidating it for is. newcomers uh, yes, it is. so you know we have to think something about it because um, a place like crit right mm-hmm. where you are watching uh, people grow right, right. go around and mm-hmm. around that is a bit of a spectator sport that is Correct, yeah. that can be a bit encouraging but others like ITT Correct. or uh, 100 kilometer yeah. road race, it's, yeah, it's, it's not really Correct, a yeah. spectator sport yeah. uh, and can be quite intimidating for new absolutely, new riders who absolutely. showed up. So yeah, that that, that yeah, is there. it happens so yeah. in the first few races, and I'm like, you don't want to be there. I'm like, there's no one here who's like you know nice to you. <laughs> Why would I come here to cheer them? You know. Yeah. Uh, so when you go as a group. Yeah. It takes away that pressure because Absolutely. you're coming there and yeah. you're just having you know, fun. Yeah, you're, you're there with, you have each other. Yeah. And so when we for the ITT, we're like, okay, 
रेस तो खत्म कर लेंगे देन विल हैव टू सो विल टेक पिक्चर्स हियर सो लाइक बिकॉज़ इट्स एज अ सेड वी आर नॉट देयर विद अ लॉट ऑफ ट्रेनिंग वी डोंट हैव कोचेस गिविंग अस यू नो लाइक ओके इतने में करना है दिस इज हाउ यू हैव डन बिफोर दिस इज नथिंग वी जस्ट देयर एंड वी विल राइड एज वी वुड डू मे बी ट्राई टू डू इट अ बिट फास्टर देन व्हाट वी डू we coming from that perspective but yeah those who train and come obviously have a plan in place mm-hmm. and you want to execute it so. yeah you know but if you come there as a group you know that there, there is that familiarity exactly right you you are not like as intimidated as you would if you came alone okay alone and uh, eventually even when you are um, you know training and all that then even then you would have uh, your uh, team strategy and yeah. all to discuss <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that so yeah. it is there um, and once you come two three times you kind of get an understanding of okay, it's not intentional it's not Okay, right. you know you don't get affected by it as yeah, much yeah. so you will not get put off by it yeah. it's if you go there as a lone spectator yeah it's very off putting you don't want to be you know as i said i remember one of the riders i had taken my daughters uh, to watch a race and you know they were all clapping for them he's like my god usually we are just used to clapping for each other we've never had someone else come and clap for us this is so nice you know <laughs> yeah it does feel good when someone comes and supports you yeah. but that was just happened because they came as children right, right. and we were watching all the bikes and yeah. and idt again is not like a mass start kind of a thing with the adrenaline is not there right yeah. it's just one by you just sitting like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how is this fun you know if you don't know the game right. so then it's good. completely off putting if you don't know what it is about yeah yeah so going there's a group kind of takes that edge off and then you slowly understand it and then True. maybe think about exploring it in True. the future so True. it's a journey i'm sure that numbers will go up yeah i i, I hope time. yeah i hope it will go up uh, because uh, yeah the tribe needs to grow right yes yeah. every every community has to grow yeah yeah right so yeah you you talked about your kids encouraging you mm-hmm. and uh, that so how how what what is the effect that all your adventures mm-hmm. you know your your uh, um, 2600s and all these crazy <laughs> things that you do uh, have an effect on them or do they also Uh, get into riding with you and stuff they did a little bit mm-hmm. so uh, earlier years when we uh, my kids both came uh, as i said i stayed in jenagar and that community has to live as a very very active community mm-hmm. so when i attended my first triathlon uh, we actually asked the kids goa enduro sports mm-hmm. has kids triathlons right so i asked the girls if they would be interested and they were game so they actually then did two years in a row under 14 and under 16 age category they did the goa triathlon mm-hmm. um so that kind of helped because they started getting into the groove of cycling and swimming and running everything unfortunately because of uh, you know some reasons they couldn't continue with the annual event mm-hmm. so the girls actually like like running mm-hmm. cycling they do a little bit not that much and mm-hmm. often hardly anything mm-hmm. but during the lockdown uh, bangalore engineers had come up with a you know they came up with their various challenges just to get okay. people out and running right. because braves of course they were not happening yeah. but uh, mohan who runs the bangalore engineers club uh, kind of set up some challenges so people can get out and ride right so my daughter and her friend actually signed up for one of this which was like doing 15 consecutive 50 kilometers mm. So we started on I think first of I don't know if it was August or September. Mm. 
we got out in the scoring right so okay not a good start we came back home we yeah. started on 6 second and yeah. every day before school we would start yeah we would ride to kaban mm. come back finish 35 kilometers they would finish school mm. and they would do the balance 15 nice. kilometers so 15 days they did that 50 kilometer ride uh, it was fun the girls uh, yeah. certain days were more of a stretch than others because you know again weather school exams all happening around right. that time and i remember on the uh, 15th day my older one and this is my younger one who did it not yeah. the older one so my older one was asking the younger one how do you feel like you know that she's like i don't want to see kabban park for a month <laughs> <laughs> like, like, i was so fed up you know? yeah. but it was just familiar you know that takes this much of time we yeah. can go finish and come back yeah. so they have the endurance uh, they are good at all the three sports mm-hmm. it's just that with an online school and yeah. uh, the amount of hours spent doing projects yeah. they just feel exhausted to just come out and do anything right right they do the workouts but mm. yeah in terms of riding not much yeah. but they used to participate like my older one when she was 14 came to do a 200 km ride in sri lanka with me mango mm-hmm. one has unfortunately not done any tour with me mm-hmm. but she rides well right. so not that much in terms of riding but yeah. they have the endurance in them to do it awesome awesome i i am sure that eventually they will i'm hoping whatever, <laughs> I'm whatever hoping. Uh, you know if it is running or Correct. cycling yeah. whatever Uh, i hope you know, they do it excites yeah. them great now after uh, uh after handlebars you kind of stopped and then you went back to corporate uh, work yes. corporate work yes. so now you are again working as yes. with, i mean <laughs> even with handlebars you are working as if you are working for your own company yeah. so now as a working athlete uh, are uh, doing all these and encouraging other women to ride and everything so what are some of the tips that you would have for working athletes to manage all this well so i, I think it's uh, you know everyone has time constraints each person has their own sets of challenges that they have to work around with and certain days are harder than others but um i do believe that having a very clear objective and what it is that you want to do kind of helps you plan the days out so there are certain days when it's just too hectic and you can't go out on a ride then you mark it out for strength training yeah. because any kind of sport is not just about going out and playing or doing that sport right, right. it's a combination of things mm-hmm. how you manage your diet how you manage your strength training and how you actually do the sport itself right. so there are uh, in fact in the last one month i've hardly ridden at all mm-hmm. you know work has been really hectic but what i have done is during the middle of the day i chalk out an hour where i go and do my workout so right. and that kind of eventually helps you in your sport itself right so it's a matter of having clarity about what it is that you want to do and how do you uh, you know chalk out your time during the day right and uh, and you have to enjoy it i think once you actually enjoy it you will make time for everything and yeah. uh, as being part of a group the community also kind of you know pushes you and exudes you to and yeah. come and so just engaging with them uh, clearly uh, setting paths and what you want to do out of as i said always having a clarity on the objective i feel yeah. has what has helped me do whatever i do right. and just on certain days just feel harder than the others yeah but eventually you you know you get back on in the zone and do it correct and that's what's worked for me and i that's what i tell others to is that you know don't get 
pulled in by the number games and the peer pressure, right? Oh, she's done this much. She has done this much. If I don't do, it's not enough. Right. I'm like, it's a sport. It's a passion. It's not your life. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an athlete. I'm. This is not where I make money. This is mm. not where it's a passion. Right. It's, it's what you enjoy doing. If you yeah. don't have the enjoyment in it anymore, then you need to relook at it. Yeah. So if cycling doesn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't pay you, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> you, not know, you are doing it yeah. for fun. You're doing it for fun. And yeah. you have to keep it fun. Absolutely. <laughs> so you know that as long as you have clarity that this is this is what you're getting out of it. Yeah. And most of us are in our 30s and 40s, right? right. It is kind of a you know a garnishment in your already rich life. Mm. And you should not add so much of pressure that that fun and joy goes out of it. Right. Yeah, the peer pressure and all yeah, that. Yeah, it does. It, right I've now. seen, I've seen, I see it in my group. I see it in various other groups where yeah. you're so pulled in by the numbers. As long as numbers motivate you and get you up and going and drive you, it's a good thing. Mm. But the downside to it is that sometimes it just pulls yeah. you down and takes you away from your game and yeah. uh, can completely put you off. Right. So having that clarity and, and you know understanding the fine line between motivation and yeah. <laughs> going the other way around yeah. uh, would help. And yeah. uh, you have to remember at our age, we are not going to represent India in <laughs> any games. <laughs> Let's have clarity. <laughs> Maybe if eating was a game. <laughs> enjoy it yeah. I mean, it has to make a life richer make it fun and uh, yeah. get more people to it you know just having clarity goes a long way yeah. doing that awesome Ijat. so this was super fun uh, i had a uh, blast talking to you <laughs> about uh, your journey and the how spokeswoman came about and um, it's a great job with it thank you so and much uh, i wish uh, uh, the spokeswoman and all the women out there all the very best and uh, thank you so if, much if uh, if you need any assistance in anything please don't hesitate to reach out <laughs> I will. the uh, although the racing crowd and the fast bunch are, <laughs> can seem uh, as snuffs but they are they're quite fine <laughs> okay if you need any help please reach out and uh, all the very best thank you so much it was really nice to uh, chat with you and thank you for having me over once again you're welcome (laughs) and uh, those of you watching if you uh, for if you know any women who are interested in riding uh, um, please reach out to Vidya on Vidya Chandran on social media. I yeah, think. you can search for me Vidya Chandran. Otherwise, you can, is there. you can search. We have an Insta page. Yeah. So, you know, even if you reach out to me on chat, I respond and add it to the group. So Awesome. So, please reach out to spokeswoman and uh, put the women in your life who are interested in riding in touch with spokeswoman so that they can get started. And uh, subscribe to the channel Bikey Winky on YouTube and the Working Athlete Podcast on your fa- favorite uh, podcasting app. Thank you. Thank you, Winky. <laughs>